Welcome to season four of the Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom, where we discuss business agility through customer experience, employee experience, and digital transformation. I'm your host, Greg Kilstrom. The Agile World Podcast is brought to you by Tech Systems, an industry leader in full stack technology services, talent services, and real world application. For more information, go to techsystems.com. To read more about the topics discussed on this show, you can go to my website at gregkilstrom.com and read my latest articles or get a copy of my latest book, Meaningful Measurement of the Customer Experience, now available on Amazon and other retailers. My name is Greg Kilstrom, and I'm the host of the Agile Brand Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about going beyond the theory of agility and towards delivering meaningful customer and business value. To help me discuss this topic, I'd like to welcome Preeti Madhu, CEO of Grayamp Consulting. Preeti, welcome to the show. Thank you, Greg, for having me on the show. It's great being here. Yeah, looking forward to talking about this with you. Uh, so why don't you start by giving a little background on yourself as well as what you're doing at Grayamp? Uh, sure, I've been in the industry for over 20 years now. Started my career at KPMG in India and later on moved to ThoughtWorks where uh, the eight years at ThoughtWorks actually set the foundation to a lot of what we do today. Uh, my stint with McKinsey further cemented uh, our approach and how we work with our customers. When I started off with Grayamp, post my stint with McKinsey, which was six years ago, um, I started the journey on a road less traveled, as Robert Frost would put it. Right? Uh, my journey and that of Grayamp is highly coupled because we started off together. Uh, and when we started this journey, our focus was working with leaders of enterprises who are working on shifting their business and operating models to being digital. Right. And change can be hard for anyone and it has its own set of risks. So we wanted to leverage our expertise and partner with these leaders and help them mitigate most, if not all, the risks that they see during their change program. We are not just about enabling agile and digital. We are actually focused on enabling the change that the organization wants to see. So as Graham, we are primarily focused on working with large banks and insurance companies in Southeast Asia. What's get started here and uh, by talking about how a company can move beyond being agile in theory and really start to deliver true business value. So let's start with um, first, what does it mean when a company is really only agile in theory, but less so in practice? When we talk about agile, agile has delivering value at the core of it. Its first principle talks about continuous delivery of valuable software. Um, the challenges that we see on ground uh, in terms of converting what can be practiced into reality for them, for different organizations, can be encapsulated across four uh, key challenges, right? And this is from our experience. I'm sure there could be many more challenges, uh, but this is what we primarily see. So the first one that we see in terms of organizations not being able to convert the theory into practice lies in the vision that they create for the change itself. Like, what is the expectation from agility? Why are they trying to do this? What is the clear, compelling vision behind the change program? Uh, and are they able to rally the people around that change? A lot of times this vision is either not clearly defined or if defined is not clearly articulated to people. And a lot of times we also see that people go into the change program because of peer pressure. Other organizations are doing this or because their leadership has asked them to do it or it is just too small to even make a dent in the organization because it started off with a team and it has not progressed beyond that. Where we've seen this succeed is where strong leadership has been able to create that compelling vision and they are able to articulate it not just once, but multiple times through the change program. 
that is a huge enabler in terms of actually bringing to life the reason for the change and why they need to make that shift happen, right? And that, that helps bridge that gap from theory to practice. The second one, uh, which becomes a blocker in, um, in this change, is the fear of loss of control. So a lot of leaders, and I'm not just talking about the leaders at the top management, this is across the board, right down to the people on ground. There is the fear of loss of power and control. And Agile in itself, with all the cross-functional teams and team empowerment and people empowerment, brings this innate fear in people. Uh, what am I going to do if this change happens, right? And that then becomes a blocker, which creates uh, a break in the flow of value. And that then starts translating into more theory and less practice, where everybody talks about it, but on the ground, nothing happens. The third aspect that we have seen which causes this shift to not happen is the inability to articulate the value that one wants to achieve. Like, for example, every organization has KPIs, but are they translated right down to the initiative and the project that the teams are working on in the digital side and the agile side? And do they know if they do this right, what does it look like? Uh, and the, not knowing that, not being able to translate that into the value that they are expected to deliver makes it all sound like a lot of theory that cannot be implemented in practice. And the last one, unfortunately, is the consultants and coaches themselves. Uh, and that's a very sad thing for me to say because a lot of us look at, not everyone, but a lot of us look at Agile as a goal. It is, it's a way you do things and it is not the outcome that you're driving that is important. You'll be surprised with the number of people who would give you very inward-facing metric when you ask them the question, what does success look like for your program, right? And that becomes another innate um, reason why Agile just becomes theory and not practical because business then starts disengaging because they don't see what is the value you're trying to drive with this. So for organizations to move from theory to practice, they need to actually address four questions very, very clearly. One is, why do you want to change? What are you trying to look at? What are you trying to drive? What exactly do you want to change, right? And who will be impacted and who needs to be involved in the change? And how will you measure success? What will be those metrics that tell you when to pivot? And what will be the metrics that will help you define and you know, measure the value that you're driving? So these answers will help you actually translate what you're doing from theory into practice. To follow on to that, uh, you know, how does the idea of creating business value tie to an organization becoming more agile? That's a very interesting question because, like we know, every organization is focused on creating value for its customers and itself, whether or not they do it in an agile manner. So what changes with agility is not the fact that you're going to create business value, it is how you're going to create business value. If you look at today's market, the incumbents across industries are struggling to keep up with the pace of change in the market, which is driven by tech startups and consumer expectations who are driven by the experience created for them by, by Fagma, by Facebook, Apple, Google, Microsoft, and Amazon, right? So this kind of pushes the business to do things differently, right? Now, gone are the days where business knew exactly what needs to be done to capture the mind space of customers. And gone are the days where technology would just take orders from the business and enable whatever the business asked for. Today, it's the age of co-creation. It is business value, customer value is not just created by a individual or a set of individuals. It is co-created with your customers. It has even moved from customer centric to customer empowerment, which is driven by an experience economy, right? 
All of this is expected to be done with speed and with the required quality. And this is where agility becomes important, right? Whether we are talking about running the PDCA, which is your plan, do, check, act cycle, which comes from lean concepts, or whether we are talking about A-B testing or creating and being a part of digital ecosystems that create holistic values for your customer. All of this is driven by agility. And here, when we say agility, we talk about value, which is the relevance of what you're trying to do for your customers and the speed that is required to deliver that value to your customers with the reliability, quality, and security that, that is uh, expected from the market. So this, if you look at it, is, it, is done extremely well by a lot of organizations, right? Uh, like the co-creation in Lego Group is one such example. Uh, our own customers that we have worked with in, uh, in Jakarta, in Indonesia, have, have done this quite effectively, but maybe not to the scale that we see in the Western countries, but definitely adopted this in terms of running experiments and seeing how they can create business value, bringing in the concepts of agility into it. Going to from business value to customer value, where should creating customer value fall in an organization's shift to a more agile approach? Yeah, so when we talk about value here, uh, there, there is a business and customer value like you mentioned, right? Business value is very straightforward. It's revenue, cost, and your audit risk, compliance, regulatory, legal, all of that put together. Customer value, on the other hand, uh, is something that we need to think about a little deeper, right? It is, when we say it is relevance, how do you, how do you define relevance? Relevance is when a customer is asking the question, why should I use it? Uh, what does it do for me? Uh, and you get to know that depending on whether they are coming back to your application, whether they're using what you put out over there. The second thing that they look at is experience. Like, what does it talk to me? What, what, what are you trying to do for me? And why is it different from what somebody else is doing? Because loyalty doesn't exist today, right? I mean, if something is better than what you are offering, people switch. And the third, which is not spoken about very often, but is right there under the skin for everyone, is quality. And when we say quality, we are talking about availability, reliability, and security, right? While there could be multiple metrics, like Google has its heart metric to, uh, to measure this, while the metrics could be different, customer value is at the center of, uh, is at the core of agility itself, right? Um, so while we are looking, while this is the outcome we aspire for, what we need to drive with agility is how are we getting better at delivering this? How are we getting better at uh, you know, reaching out to our customers? How are we getting better at actually engaging our customers? And that truly is at the heart of what we call agility. And to your question on where should it start, it should start right from the word go, right? When the overall strategy is set up and it needs to trickle down from there right down to the developer, the tester on the ground, who is building that software, putting it out there in the market, getting that feedback from uh, the market, monitoring it, responding to it, using that feedback to pivot and change and deliver what the customer needs, right? This double loop, uh, as we call it, is what brings in that customer value right into the heart of what we do in our organizations and what we call agility. Let's shift a little bit and talk about uh, organizational transformation and some of the challenges and opportunities that these initiatives face. So mm -hmm. while digital transformation is necessary for so many organizations, why do they so often either fail or maybe even just fail to achieve some of their desired outcomes? I mean, all of us have read this in multiple uh, 
reports and in, in, in many, many papers that we read that 70%, roughly 70% of digital transformations fail, right? And yeah. there could be multiple reasons for that. Some of the ones that we have seen happen is what we call the strategy execution gap, right? Um, what we see is that clients, especially leadership, spends a lot of time um, in the planning of it, in getting it right on paper, um, and they want this perfect solution that looks good, and, and then they hand it over to um, a group or hand it over to their one-downs or to, uh, to somebody who they think is the right person to be running this program, and it is left to go into execution. And post that, that entire focus fizzles off, right? And nobody knows how the execution is actually tying back to the strategy. There are no tools that create that visibility. There is nothing that converges that gap for the leadership. Right. Uh, so very soon it becomes a, a fragmented set of projects that are running and not really tying up to your overall strategy. So the gap between the strategy to execution is one of the failures, uh, one of the reasons for the failure that we see. The second one, which is very, very obvious, is the talent gap itself, uh, the digital talent gap. Now, this is a key challenge for everybody in the world right now. Right. I mean. Everybody is seeing, um, uh, feeling the pressure of hiring the right people, training the right people, training them with the right skills, retaining them, and everything. The world is moving towards gig, right? And when we talk about when we talk about this to our customers, a lot of them are not even thinking about it at this point, right? right? Uh, and not being, not future-proofing yourself from that perspective, and not not investing enough in your talent today. Um, is another reason why transformation fails. And the third third one is being plan-driven versus outcome-driven. And what I mean by that is we forget to apply the concepts of agility on the change program itself, right? Um, there, there is uh, impatience, there is a need to get things done fast, that you forget that you need to actually do it incrementally, you need to test what is happening, you need to get that feedback, and you need to pivot, and you are going to get a few things wrong. Right. Uh, that that understanding and that ability to respond and that ability to look into it um, is what also uh, which we which we see is lacking. And that also becomes a reason for failure. Right. At a broad, uh, broad sense, these are the three uh, big reasons that we see um, uh, which 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 causes people to fail in the program that they're running. But most importantly, People focus on the technology aspect, the process aspect, and they forget to remember that this is actually a change program. It needs yeah. to include something more than just the process and technology and running initiatives. We need to actually help people shift from what they're doing today to doing something different. Absolutely. Yeah. And you use a term uh, outcome driven transformation programs. Can you define that a bit more and tell us how this differs from the way many organizations approach transformation? As mentioned earlier, the why of the change program should be the focal point of the organization when it is going through a change, right? Now, if we are, and that is something that the organization needs to keep its eye on all the time. And the why is not about agility itself. The why is your outcome. The why is the, the relevance that you want to drive to your for your customers. The why is uh, the time to market that you want to uh, beat, right? The why is uh, the effectiveness that you want to create in your processes so that you can bring about the cost savings or anything else that you're looking at. So being able to define that why, that why is your outcome, 
right? And then agile is just a means to an end. Now, which methodology you use, what practices you use, uh, how you go about doing it, what works, what doesn't work, all of this is driven by what helps us reach that outcome. And that is the most important aspect uh, as far as we are concerned when we talk about the change program. And one of the things that we are very, very mindful of when we run the change program is the fact that the way we run the program needs to be adaptive, needs to be open to early feedback, and needs to have that mechanism of continuous validation, continuous uh, you know, uh, pivoting, and continuous uh, application of what we have learned so that we are incrementally improving over a period of time to drive the value that has been identified. So whatever we do, the question that we ask ourselves and we ask our customers is, are we doing enough to help us achieve that outcome that we set for ourselves? Right? So the milestones are driven towards that. The plan is enabled towards that. How we approach the program is uh, you know, enabled towards that. And if we feel we use a lot of health metrics that help us uh, do the checkpoints on a regular basis to say, are we doing things um, the right way? And is it helping us move towards the outcome or the value metric? So we define our metrics in those categories, which is health metric and value metric. Uh, and that, that also helps us keep, uh, keep us true to what we are trying to achieve. Uh, the other word that we don't use very often, which you hear most of the times, is ceremonies, right? We don't use the word ceremonies in what we do because I personally feel that the word ceremonies has a tone of doing things without really understanding them uh, and of also being very elaborate because that's where we normally use the word ceremony. Uh, we prefer to call them practices and practice is something that you do every day and you get better at it every single day. Um, it is incremental, it can be evaluated, it can be assessed and it can be reviewed, all keeping your outcome in mind. So we emphasize over and over again about the outcome. The outcome is captured in OKRs. Uh, we ensure we are measuring them on a regular basis. And we ensure that we have interim checkpoints, which is your health metric that tells you that you're moving in the right direction. All of this together creates a program that is tuned towards your outcome and what is the value that we are eventually delivering and are we getting better at delivering that value? To follow on that, delivering value in this and delivering successful transformations takes a lot of, a lot of people in an organization, a lot of different roles. What role do leaders have in transformation and where are some of the areas where they often face challenges in leading through this change? Oh, they play a very crucial role, very crucial role indeed. Uh, they set the direction, they reiterate the need, they drive the urgency, right? And they are the biggest champions of the program. Uh, and they need to be involved in the change program to show their commitment to that program, right? You are setting a direction. You are asking every single individual in your organization or, or a large number of people within your organization to change. Uh, and you need to then ensure you're there to articulate why that change is important for you as an individual and for the organization at large, right? And that commitment, every single place where I have seen a leader do that effectively, we have seen a lot of success. And I've had a few leaders who refuse to do that and change is very, very hard, right? And we realize that they're not really committed to that change uh, as well. So while the leader is involved, I think having a group of leaders um, running a transformation coalition, which which kind of drives the change program from a leadership level, uh, is extremely crucial for the success of the program, right? Uh, so high level involvement initially, 
delegating it very early in the cycle and then looking for a monthly reporting is one one way area where uh, it it leads to failure uh, it also leads to that strategy execution gap that we spoke about earlier uh, i can talk about one of the leaders we worked with right in a, in a bank in indonesia and he was he's a cio he was a cio of the organization and when we ran the change program for them he was involved in this change program very very closely so not only did he come and was he a part of the change group itself and we met three times a week to go through what we are trying to do he would also have these uh, coffee with uh, the cio kind of sessions where he met small groups of people from different parts of the uh, organization and the team and explained to them why the change program was important and this is over and above the grand kickoff and all of that right yeah. so for nearly a year year and a half he was hands on involved in the program including going to uh, you know program stand ups and actually seeing what the people have created and and he didn't need to do that but that's really what he did and that was a big uh, influence in the success of the program the second reason the second challenge that leaders see is um the trying to balance between bau and future proofing and figuring out where do they need to run the change program and what do they need to focus on the fire of today always takes a higher precedence over what is expected to get done for tomorrow right and not being able to do that prioritization and getting caught up with bau becomes another challenge for leaders uh digital talent gap we spoke about already um not having the right leadership team with uh with you to actually work with you uh to think through these issues to think through these challenges and be a little more risk uh friendly or risk taking in that sense is also another challenge that leaders face um aligning his or her one downs towards a common goal ensuring that he or she is playing the role of a coach mentor to his or her team uh, to drive them towards a change program and the inability to do this is another challenge right um being able to define and measure the roi and having his or her team own up to that is another aspect where leaders face a challenge uh, they they either do that effectively or they don't right and then the most important part is is the leader and his or her team enabled with the right tools so that they can actually drive this and build the transparency and visibility required uh, that's another area of challenge right and then the most important part for every leadership group is having the right partner who they can actually uh, brainstorm with they can discuss and they can rely on and trust to help them run that change program getting in that external perspective is always important but getting in the right external perspective is more important what can employees and and other team members do and what what's the role that they play you know as opposed to to leadership I think individuals are at the core of the change right and um, there's a lot of change for individuals ultimately everything that we drive uh, everything that we do impacts individuals on the ground it changes the way they work it changes the way they interact the way they learn and they grow right so this requires a lot of hand holding um through the forming and storming stages that that the individual and the teams go through right so that is why the commitment from the leadership that was your previous question becomes even more important every individual needs to understand to a large extent uh, why is this important to the organization why can we not continue doing what we have been doing for all these years right uh, what's in it for me what do i gain from the change how will this impact me what am i going to lose because of this change um, what is expected from me how will i be measured uh, what support will be provided if i need to actually do something new 
um, and what does it mean to you know the other things that I'm doing today? So all of these questions are what are running through an individual's head. And if we are not able to answer and deal with these questions effectively, the program is not going to succeed because you have a lot of passive aggression coming from the ground, right? Individuals are the key to the success of the program and they will really uh, impact the way your program gets run and influencing them in the right way and driving them towards uh, the ways of working and helping them change the ways of working becomes very, very key to the success of any program, right? Uh, and hence, this is the, we believe that this is the most imperative part of a change program. Dealing with individuals, figuring out what is the right mechanism to influence them, supporting them with the required uh, competencies, the required tools, uh, and, and everything, and the required support, right? The moral and the emotional support, because change is about emotions, right? Uh, we should not forget the change curve. Uh, there is that denial, resistance, exploration, and commitment. It is all about emotions. Uh, and being able to deal that and deal with that and being there for them becomes very, very crucial. Yeah, right? absolutely. Uh, and some, some people go through this change very quickly and they then become your champions, right? And uh, they are then also helping you uh, drive and amplify this change within the organizations. Yeah, definitely, definitely agree. This, this has been this has been great. Well, one one last question before we wrap up: uh, What advice would you have for a leader within an organization that may be facing some big challenges, some of which you've you've referred to already? But you know, maybe midway through a digital transformation. So, what kind of approaches or thinking can they use to course correct and try to turn things around? Well, my recommendation would be to take a step back and revisit your why, because that is the most important thing, right? I mean, get your leadership team into a room, re-examine the why, uh, what's important for your business, why are you doing this, how do you, what, what do you want to change, how are you going to measure it, right? And take some time to reflect. Uh, reflect in an unbiased way about what has worked for you so far. I'm, even if things are not going good, there are things that are working out there, right? And that needs to be continued. Um, what are the key challenges? Why are they happening? What are the key learnings that we've had from our failures in the past? And what are we going to change as a group? Now, one thing that I would tell anybody who's trying this out is ensure you have an unbiased facilitator who can facilitate this workshop for you. And you are able to create a, a safe environment where everybody can talk and there is an open discussion, right? Because without that, all of this would uh, not yield the result that you're expecting. And once this is done, ensure that you have an idea about what is the next small thing that you're going to run. Run it incrementally, see what is working, what is not working, and quickly keep pivoting over it rather than running really long, big programs that you never see the um, end of, right? And, and decide on what are the few indicators that are going to tell you that things are working or not working and, uh, and be ready to quickly change on those. That's great. That's great advice. Well, uh, Preeti, thank you so much for joining the show. For those listening, uh, what's the best way for them to keep up with what you and Graham are doing? You can, you can reach out to us on our website uh, or link up to me directly on LinkedIn or even to our Graham site on LinkedIn. Wonderful. Well, again, I'd like to thank Preeti Madhu, CEO of Gramp Consulting, for joining the show. Thanks for listening to The Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom. Talk with you next week. Thanks again for listening to The Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom podcast, brought to you by Tech Systems. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to subscribe on your podcast channel of choice and leave us a rating so that others can find the show more easily. 
You can access more episodes of the show at www.theagilebrand.show. To get a copy of my latest book, Meaningful Measurement of the Customer Experience, visit my website at gregkillstrom.com. Until next week, stay agile.